Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Sin has been around ever since Satan rebelled against God and Adam and Eve ate from the forbidden tree in the Garden of Eden. And the whole human race, every last one of us, has felt its sting. There's been sickness, crime, hurt, brokenness in lives and families and governments and nations, sadness, loneliness, disease of all kinds that affects people uh, seemingly randomly. And then, of course, there is that ever-lurking presence of death that God told Adam about. He said, in the day that you disobey, you will surely die. And death came. And uh, it came pretty quickly there in, in uh, Adam's day uh, when one of his sons killed the other son. And, and uh, even though Adam and Eve lived uh, long lives, they eventually died, and so do all of us. And death is a result of sin. And not only physical death, but that separation, that death in the relationship between God and man. And, you know, God created us to have that relationship with him. And then, of course, there's the worst death of all, and that is the uh, eternal death, that, that separation from God forever in, in a place called hell. And so sin is a very, very serious thing, and uh, we should take it seriously. I am sad to say that not enough is being said about that word. As a matter of fact, the word uh, in today's culture is, is almost a no-no. You know, we're trying to eliminate the thought of sin. Uh, adultery, uh, sexual sin is is no longer that. It's 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 a nice word. It's an affair, or, or 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 it's doing your own thing. And and whose business is that? Uh, those kinds of uh, that kind of thinking is permeating our society, sadly. But we need to talk about sin. And there is good news that surrounds it, and we've been talking about that on these podcasts. The last two podcasts, podcast 153 and 154, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to those. Because uh, in those, we talked about the fact that Jesus Christ, God of very God, came down and became a human. And he came here specifically to pay the penalty for our sin, for the sin of those that would trust in him and believe in him and follow him. Uh, That penalty is paid and we can be and are forgiven. And then not only that, but the power of sin over us has been broken. And it's been broken because of Jesus' death on the cross, His the fact that He raised again uh, to, to live for us. That's good news. The penalty and the power of sin, broken. But let's face reality. Even though our penalty is paid and even though the power of sin is broken in our lives and we don't have to sin, even though we do, uh, we still struggle with the presence of sin in our lives and in the world. It is there. Um, It is there for every believer and it is there for every human being. Sin is Here, it exists in our lives, we struggle with it, and in us around the world. But, again, here is some good news. There is a promise. As a matter of fact, there's a guarantee 
that gives us great hope. Listen to these verses as I read them. Romans chapter 7, verses 24, and the first part of verse 25 say this. Paul has been talking about the struggle uh, uh, between sin and his desire to do the right thing, something that we can all relate to. But then in verse 24 he says, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Who's going to set me free from this sin that is in my body, that is in my flesh, that that I'm always dealing with? And verse 25 says, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's who's going to set me free. But he goes into more detail in chapter 8 of Romans, just one chapter over, verses 16 to 23. Listen to these wonderful verses, would you? Uh, It says this, The Spirit Himself, speaking of the Holy Spirit, testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children... Heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. Notice the word glorified. All right, we continue on in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And so, you know, sin brings suffering. It brings suffering. Uh, you know, even if, if you've repented and, and the penalty's been paid and you're walking in victory and, and, and not sinless perfection, obviously, but uh, you still can, can um, uh, feel the consequences and the results of sin in a general sense. You might get a bad disease. Uh, you might have a family situations that break your heart and cause sadness and sorrow and pain in your life, uh, you might still fight that. And, 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 and those are the sufferings that come right now uh, as a result of, of sin in a general sense, not necessarily your own per- directly related to your own personal sin. Those sufferings come. But, and, and there are other sufferings, too, that come. And, and uh, it says those sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So here's the promise. Here's the guarantee. Let's go on. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Now, all of that, that's a lot of words there, but all of that is just saying this. When sin came, uh, 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 creation was cursed from sin. And we bear the curse of creation around us. Even though God's creation is still beautiful, there's a curse. There are the thorns and the weeds and the extra labor to, to do what we do. And labor itself is not bad. It's a blessing. But there is that extra pain and toil in labor as a result of the curse that sin has brought on us. But all of creation groans to be set free from that. And there's a day that that comes. Verse 22 says, For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. Now, you know what the pains of childbirth bring. You know, that temporary, those pains bring the blessing of a brand new ch- a life. And and so Paul is using that illustration error. The pains of childbirth that we're in now, the creation's in, uh, all that uh, sin has brought, it's going to birth something wonderful. Verse 23, and not only this, 
but also we ourselves, not just creation, but those of us that know Christ, we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is God's uh, first down payment. It's the first fruits of the, of the whole harvest. And here, the whole harvest, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. See, that's the big harvest. We've got the first fruits. We've got the beginning. We've got the down payment of it. That is the Holy Spirit. And in other places in the Scripture, for example, in Ephesians chapter 1, we are told that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee. He is the down payment, the earnest payment. He is the guarantee of our ultimate salvation, our ultimate redemption. And here, Paul is talking about the redemption of our body. And then in in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 1 to 5, he talks about it a little bit more. Listen to this. I'm talking about the promise, the guarantee that gives us great hope in terms of the sin that we are experiencing in the world and in ourselves now. Listen, verse five of chapter 5 verse 1 says, for we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down. Now let me stop there. What he's referring to is this temporary tent that we live in now, our body. You see, the real me is inside of this body, okay? And and God has given me a body. It's a part of all that I am. But one day, through death, I'm going to be separated from this body. But I'll still be alive. The body will be dead, but I'll still be alive. This tent will be torn down. That's, let's, let's put it th- that way. So listen again. For we know that if the earthly tent that we live in, which is our house, our body is torn down through death, we have a building from God, a building, a permanent building, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens for indeed in this house in this tent we groan don't we yes we do longing to be clothed with our permanent dwelling from heaven inasmuch as we have put it on we will not be found naked for indeed while we are in this tent in this body we groan being burdened because we do not want to be unclothed but to be clothed so that what is mortal That's what we live in now. A mortal body will be swallowed up by life. I like that wording. Now, he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us to us the Spirit as a pledge. Did you hear that? He gave to us the Spirit as a pledge or as a down payment. There is that concept. Again, the Holy Spirit is a pledge, is a down payment, is a guarantee that something's going to happen in the future, that this body, we're going to leave it. This sin-cursed body, we're going to leave, and we're going to get a permanent body, a permanent glorified body. Now, if you want to know more about that, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And listen to the description in verses 50 to 57. And again, this is kind of wordy, but you got to focus, but listen to it. It says, Now I say this, brethren, that the flesh and blood, that's our body, cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable, that's our body, inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. Mystery is something not previously revealed, but now it's being revealed. We will not all sleep or, or our bodies stay dead, but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead, the dead bodies will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. 
For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written. He's quoting from the scriptures. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There it is. One day we'll move out of this sin-cursed body into a new, sinless, uh, perfect, glorified body. And the presence of sin in that point will be eliminated. But let me just give you uh, one more thing. Not only the presence of sin in our bodies, but in the environment. Listen to what Revelation 21 verses 1 to 4 say. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. That would be heaven, coming down out of heaven from God, and made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And you know what a beautiful bride on the bride day looks like. She's a star of the show. Everybody looks there. Well, this this new earth, heaven and earth is going to be that. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them and he will wipe away every tear from their eye and there will be no longer any death and there will be no longer any mourning or crying or pain because the first things have passed away isn't that awesome isn't that awesome verse 27 of that same chapter 21 says and nothing unclean no one who practices abomination or lying shall ever come into it but only those whose names are written in the lamb's book of life chapter 22 verses 14 and 15 said blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in by the gates into the city outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the immoral persons and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying in other words no sin in this brand new environment. No sin, no sadness, no heartache. None of that is going to be there. The presence of sin will be gone, will be gone. We have that promise, that guarantee, and God has given those of us who are believers the Holy Spirit as a down payment, as a guarantee on what is coming in the near future. Well, praise the Lord for that. I hope that you'll rejoice in the fact that sin is not always going to be around. I'm thankful for that. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.